This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We're a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> We're ready to go. Also, um, if you can't see the screen at any point, let me know. I'll, I'll tilt for you. So, um, yeah, last week, as we mentioned earlier, Ali and Fee were speaking about James chapter 1. They're talking about doing this stuff, not just listening and learning about what Jesus and the disciples did. Of course, that's important. But about getting out there in our city, in our places of work, where we live and actually doing the stuff. Today, we're going to look at James chapter 2. And so feel free to open up your Bibles or your phones and have a read over as we, as we look into that today. There's also going to be some verses on the screen too. Last week, again, we looked at our vision statement, which you can see the main points of on our banner at the front here. For anyone listening to the podcast though, don't worry, I'll read out loud our vision. So we believe that God loves everyone in this city, and we want to give people the chance to meet Jesus and discover more of who God created them to be. Our heart is to see people connect with a loving community and come alive through God's truth and Holy Spirit. Amen? Nice. <laughs> Vineyard Churches UK in Ireland exists to be part of advancing the kingdom of God through the work of local vineyard churches. That's us. Churches that communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ in all they say and the most important bit and what they do. We want to love people well, don't we? Just like Jesus has and does and always will. Now, I think, I think James is a great book. It's quite short, but it's really powerful. One of the greatest things about it, in my opinion, is that James is straight to the point with his teachings. There's no beating around the bush here. You don't need a magnifying glass to try and find out what he's trying to say to us. And so James begins chapter 2 with a warning for us not to be prejudiced. In verse 1, he's straight to the point. Um, If we could have that on screen, if that's okay, sorry. (laughs) And he says this, My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in your glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people? It's quite a challenging and convicting statement, I think. If we go on and read further to verse 2 to 4. For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who's poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't, that, doesn't this discrimination show you that your judgments are guided by evil motives? I don't think anything's changed as well with our society, right? Um, just as thousands of years ago it was. And I don't really think I need to talk too much into this. When we read this, we just need to listen to what heart tells us. Our heart tells us, and I'm pretty sure it's as, as, as clear to you as it is to me, what is right and wrong here. It's wrong to favor the rich over the poor, the popular over the unpopular, also to favor ourselves over others as well. James mentions in verse 8 something that Jesus teaches us. It's mentioned in Mark's gospel in chapter 12. And Jesus says when he's asked by a teacher of religious law what the most important commandment is, and he says... 
<laughs> Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen over Israel. The Lord our God is the, the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Love your neighbor. So what's he talking about? And who's he talking about? He's talking about everyone. Anyone and everyone that we come across is loved by our God and is our neighbor. It's not up to us to pick and choose who we want our neighbors to be or who God wants us to love. He makes it easy for us and he tells us, love everyone. Now I say he makes it easy for us. Actually, as you all know, it can be really, really hard to love some people. <laughs> um, and you know, and we can think and behave selfishly. We're not perfect. And I, I'm speaking from experience myself. Thankfully, however, we're loved by a God of forgiveness. And we're called to try and love and serve others as best we can in our personal lives, but also as a church. So let's strive to do this together collectively as a church family. There's some really exciting opportunities for us to do this. United together. And we're going to chat about that. Ailey's going to chat about that a bit later on. Um, but first, I just want to talk a little bit about faith and action. Before I do that, though, I'm going to have a wee drink of water, and you can stare at me awkwardly if you want. <laughs> Thanks for taking part in that. <laughs> so tell you what, the subheading leading in to verse 14 in James 2 does not pull any punches, does it? Faith without good deeds is dead. It's quite, it seems harsh, but it, it is true. I'm going to read um, 14 to 17, actually, just now. So that's up in, you know, faith like good deeds is dead, leads into what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. When we were singing there, we were singing about how faithful God is to us. And we all believe that. And that's because God just doesn't say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm faithful. I'll always be there for you. And doesn't turn up. He's always there for us, isn't he? In, his, in, in our whole lives, we can see God acting in our lives throughout. And that's why we call him faithful. I've definitely been there. Um, you know, as this mentions, saying, oh, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, and actually not doing anything. I've, I've definitely wished people well, but not actually offered to help, saying, good luck with that, you know. Oh, you're moving. Oh, that's one of the most stressful things you can do. Anyway, all the best for that, you know. Enjoy, I'm going to go and relax my weekend, you know. Hope it goes well. So let's be looking for opportunities as followers of Jesus, not just to be well-wishers, but to offer help in ways that demonstrates our faith in Jesus and reflects his actions in practical ways and in thoughtful and caring ways. Also through prayer. There's so much power in prayer. It's always so good to be praying for people. I feel like, Bob and Sandy, you get a shout out every single sermon, but like you're prayer warriors and it's so powerful and it means so much to so many people. So let's also not pray for people secretly. You know, again, we have a personal relationship with Jesus and that's brilliant. And of course we can just pray and, and have that. But when we're praying for people, let's tell them, you know. Let's tell them, let, let's say, you know, oh, especially if they're not a Christian, 
I'm praying for you. That sounds really tough what you're going through. If there's anything I can do or be praying for, let me know. It's faith in action. James offers up examples of Abraham and his willingness to give up his son. Um, if you just, yeah, there we go. Um, and he also talks about Rahab, who hid the messengers and sent them safely on their way. This is faith in action. I'll just leave that up there if you want to read. Now, James isn't saying that good deeds leads to salvation. I'll make that clear. It's definitely not what I'm trying to say up here either. He is saying to us all, all of us that call ourselves Christians, do we truly have a faith and believe in Jesus Christ if this faith does not show itself in our words and our actions and how we treat others? So let that be in our hearts as we leave church today. Ely's going to come up now and going to talk about some practical ways and exciting opportunities for us to be able to love and help our Sterling community and get involved in that way and, and love our city. Thank you. How are we doing? Good, still with us? Um, great, thanks so much, Dan, for chatting us through that. Um, and as Dan has highlighted, James is pretty direct. He's straight to the point. Um, so the summary of the key points I took from that, bear in mind I have heard this er earlier on, but um, are that James is saying that we shouldn't show favoritism. We should love our neighbor. James says in verse 10, whoever keeps the whole law but stumbles on this one point is guilty of breaking all of it. He also says we should show mercy. In verse 13, he says, judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. It's quite strong, direct um, phrases there. Um, so pretty straightforward, direct in theory. Um, but I was kind of thinking, how does this translate into our everyday lives? How can we love the people in our community, in our Southern community, um, in our own lives? But more importantly, as a church family, what can we do? How can we do this stuff? So Christians Against Poverty in Scotland had put together this great wee video that I'm going to show you in a wee minute that talk about, talk ab sorry, stumbling over words there, that talks about what it means to be a thriving church and how you can support people in your community. And I think it's really, I found it really inspirational actually of things that we could do um, and it's great to see what other people are in Scotland are doing in their churches. So Megan is going to do a little bit of screen magic here and hopefully play the video um, and I'll let them do the talking. Oh, you might need to refresh the page. Oh, Ali has the Wi-Fi in his pocket. We did talk about this happening, actually, that if Ali left. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Change of nappies, that's allowed. I did say I'd have some jokes prepared if this happened, and I don't have any. I'm not that funny. I should bring Dan up here again. Okay. That was Stan's suggestion, and Dan is a wonderful singer. I am not gifted in that area at all. Right, Dan, do you want to do your joke? Come up. It's a bit of a dad joke. Uh, I need to try and remember it well. So. so a bear walks into a bar, and he says, can I have a pint of lager, please? And the barman goes, why the long, why the big pause? Oh, almost messed it up, almost said long. <laughs> Also, best of punchline. Right, are we ready with the video? Good timing. On you go. What does a thriving church look like? I think you'd have to look at the people, part of the 
church and whether they are thriving. A thriving church is much more about the heart that is that is beating in that church, um, is the heartbeat of that church to, to reach out to its community. Where people care about people who are struggling, about people who are lost, about people um, for whom life is difficult. I don't like the idea of a thriving church being seen as one that has lots of people necessarily. I think there are churches that are all about people that are small, steady, faithful work when we um, do stuff in our kids clubs we know that one in four of those children are coming from homes um, where they are struggling to, to heat the homes or to, or to feed the people in them. Our, our community needs um, people who are going to come with the love of Christ to give them hope. Inverclyde, it's one of the worst areas of deprivation in Scotland and I don't think we can start to talk about uh, how much God loves them when their basic needs are not met. We want to really practically serve our community with food and with uh, relationship, with love, with inclusion. Some people will come in and access those services and then leave again. But for others, they find renewed hope, they find renewed strength, they find a home and a family and a reason to keep going. These volunteers are all, they are serving them um, and are able to show them um, in a real practical way um, how much they're loved and valued. If the church wasn't there to do that, I don't know where else that comes from. The street pastors here in Inverclyde have been able to share um, and have testimony come back that it has prevented somebody going to commit suicide. You know, that this is the light of life that we have. Those things do not go unnoticed. Um, that communities are waking up and seeing what the church are doing now. You start to become known as a place in the community that does help. And so people turn up at our door at different points and say, um, I'm facing this situation and I've heard this is a place you come to. I think that strengthens the church because you end up in a situation where the church more represents the, the community that we live in, which is what church is meant to be. It's meant to be multi-generational. It's meant to have people, um, you know, rich and poor, um, worshiping alongside each other who can say that they have one thing in common and that's Jesus. It's the joy of the gospel truly being for everybody and not just for, not just for a few. The Job Club has really become here a kind of catch-all term for our community outreach work. The beauty of working with CAP is that they know how to do these things and they equip the local church to do them. We've recently been able to double our debt centre capacity, which is amazing. We've seen 22 people go debt free, which we know wouldn't have been possible without partnering with CAP. Across the town as a partnership of churches, we also run a debt centre. And I think for, for myself as a pastor, it's great that it's not all about CAP, but it's actually about the wider work of the church and how that fits in. And so our CAP ministries um, tie into what we do in toddlers and what we do with families and what we do in food bank. And, and it all comes together um, to, to serve the, the mission of the church. Collectively as a church, our heart has increasingly broken for the poor and vulnerable in the city. And we are determined to support people who are struggling with mental health, with poverty, with all the challenges of life, go into the community um, and don't complicate it. It's really simple. The church, it, you know, that's the starting point.
Great, yay, it worked. Oh, I just, I really do love that video. It's quite long, so thanks for being with it. But I just think it's really inspiring of what our church could maybe look like and things that we can maybe do in our Stirling community. And also just fills me with a bit of hope that there's lots of people out there in Scotland and also the UK further afield, but that are really passionate about helping people and passionate about um, delivering the message of Jesus and, and doing that in such a loving way. Great. So how does that apply to us? How can we help our Stirling community? How can we be a thriving church? Um, just like some of those examples there. Well, there are lots of big issues that are affecting people in Scotland and across the UK right now. I don't need to name them all, but from mental health to poverty, the cost of living crisis that we're all going through right now, as well as our own personal difficulties, tragedies, ill health, grief, lots of things going on. And these things will be affecting people in our community. And at some point as well, every single one of us in this room will have a difficult experience of some of these ways. Um, and they're, they're not easy. There's no quick fix, quick answers to them. And so I don't think we should try and pretend that there is. Um, there's a really good metaphor I like that goes along the lines, I'll probably say it wrong, but I think it's um, we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And I think that's maybe a good metaphor for our situation as a church family, but also our whole Sterling community. We all have different things going on in our lives and not everyone has the same resources available to them to help them get through it. And that's where I think the church comes in. By working together, we can help lighten the load that some people carry and have the opportunity to show them and tell them who Jesus is. This will not be a new thing to many of you, I'm sure, but I just think it's great and that we should chat about this and, and talk about it more. But with some of the big problems people are facing, working out the best way to help can sometimes feel a bit daunting or overwhelming. Um, but I think as Christians, we don't have to have all the answers. I think that's really where Jesus comes in. All we have to do is step out in faith, make that first sort of bold but scary step, and Jesus does the rest. Jesus does the transforming. He's the miracle worker. Um, and it's just down to us to have that faith in action that Dan was talking about. In that video earlier, I really loved one of the things that someone said at the end there. Um, I can't remember her name, but she said, don't overcomplicate it. And I think that's something that we need to bear in mind. It can be something that holds us back when we're thinking about how to serve our community and love our neighbour well. But if we break it down and keep it simple, we're really just wanting to love each other well. Treat each other how you would want to be treated if you were in a difficult situation. So we can provide practical support, provide a friendly face. My face isn't all that friendly, but Dante's is quite friendly. <laughs> um, give a helping hand or just even someone to talk to, go for a coffee. Something like that is, is really um, good. But um, I'm just going to quote my Glaswegian dad here. But in order to do that, we've got to meet them where they're at. That's how he says it as well. <laughs> um, and it's probably not the best grammar, but I really love that saying. And it's a reminder that we can't expect people to come to us. We've got to get out there. Um, and next Sunday, hopefully, we'll all be doing just that. We'll be getting out there in our community and chatting to people and finding out more ways that we can help and serve each other and them. And I'll talk about that in a wee minute at the end. Um, so the next slide, how to help. Yes. So for me, collaboration is so important and partnering with other organisations that have specialty or expertise in things is a great way to go, I think, because I don't have all the answers. Maybe some of you do, which would be great. Come and find me later. Um, but as a church, I just love that we've partnered with all of these great organisations. 
Um, we already give financially to the support that Startup Sterling does. Um, and after their recent summer appeal, we've been able to buy new school bags and resources for 80 young people in Sterling whose families are experiencing financial hardship. So I just think that's fantastic. And so I, I said we, that, that's the Startup Sterling that have been able to do that. But I think that's fantastic support that we've um, been able to help out with. We also support the work of CAP, Fourth Valley. So CAP works a bit differently in every kind of location. Some churches have a CAP hub. We actually are part of CAP Fourth Valley, which is a partnership with all the churches in the area um, that are involved in it. And over the summer, they've been able to support another three people to become debt-free in the Fourth Valley area. And one of those people um, have been working with CAP to try and get out of debt for over three years. So it's a fantastic achievement and great work that they do. Um, we've also given to the Observer Give a Gift appeal for gifts for children um, in social care or hospital at Christmas time. We've got some great connections with the Stirling Street Pastors, um, which is fab, and they're always looking for more volunteers to give up and help people who are maybe vulnerable after hours. After hours? After dark hours. <laughs> um, and more recently, I set up a Food Tidings account so that we can bless and support anyone in our church family or those that we know in our community that maybe need an extra hand or some support. And that works by giving meals that work. Um, we can deliver meals, basically. You sign up and say what meal you want to cook for someone on what day. And it's all kind of done, organized, so that um, it's a little bit easier to manage. I've used the Food Tidings platform a few times and I really love that it puts the person who needs the support at the heart of it all. And that's so important, but sometimes forgotten actually. Um, it allows you to ask the person who you'd be supporting with meals, what food they like, how many meals they'd like, when they want it, how many days, and just general instructions. And that sounds really simple and obvious, right? But I think we've all been there when either you or someone you know is going through a hard time and people turn up willing to help, maybe come with loads of food or loads of things to help with the situation that you're struggling with. And it's so nice, but actually you don't have enough fridge space or you're allergic to something or you really don't like that thing. I've got an example. Someone really lovingly once made me carrot soup when I was ill and I hate carrots and I hate soup. So um, I ate it, but it, you know, it's things like that. Um, it can, that's not ideal if you're the person going through the, the difficult situation. If you're going through a hard time, you don't need that extra burden of trying to organize or manage all this help that you're getting, which is so lovely in the first place. Um, that's probably the opposite of helpful. So yeah, I love food tidings for that reason. It helps put the person receiving that blessing at the heart of the help. And it's a good reminder for us all. Um, I don't work for food tidings and I don't get any commission. I know it sounds like that because I'm talking about it, but I just love it. Um, yeah, so great. This is what we're doing as a church basically so far. Um, and I would just love to challenge us this morning to think about what we could do more, what more we could help. That doesn't make sense. What more? What? How we could help more. There we go. Um, in Sterling. Um, maybe that's volunteering with one of these organizations we're already connected with. Maybe with CAP, you could be a befriender. You could maybe pray for the food banks or volunteer time. Or maybe you've got a great idea that you're like, Ailey, why are we not doing that as a church? I've probably not thought of it. So um, let's have a little, some time now, I think, to just think about that, how we can help our Sterling community more, what we can do as a church. This doesn't need to be on your own. Um, and I'd love to just really pray about that just now, just have some time where we're all praying about it. Um, yeah, so maybe if you want to stand, if you're able to, um, and I'll just pray for us. So let's just invite the Holy Spirit to move and um, come among us. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to meet together this Sunday, to worship you and to chat about how we can love our Stirling community. I want to pray for Stirling just now. I pray for those that are struggling financially, worried about the hard winter ahead. I pray for those whose minds are plagued with mental health issues, with each day more difficult than the past. I just want to pray for those in need, Lord. We pray for them now and for the brokenhearted. Jesus, we know your heart breaks for the brokenhearted. We just want to pray just now that your love can come and surround them right now. We pray for miracles and we pray that you can transform people's lives, free them from their suffering. And Lord, just please use us. Please let us know how we can help, how we can do your work, Lord. Let us know. Speak to us now, Lord. I want to pray now that if you've got something maybe in your heart for this work, if you're passionate about helping others through Jesus, that you just give that to God now. Speak to God about that. Lean into it. Maybe there are people here today who feel called to do this, who have a passion and they've not yet had the chance or they're waiting for someone to ask them. This is that ask now, just if you feel like you're moved to, maybe raise your hand if you feel you're passionate about this. Great. Now if you look around, if there's anyone around you with a hand raised, just please pray, pray for them hands on their shoulder if you feel able to just pray for them now yeah lord thank you for these people who want to use um that you want to use to do some work to help in our community just pray, Lord, that you can, can bless them and give them guidance on how they can help. Pray that you can guide them. And thanks for giving them the courage to put their hands up there. And if there's anyone else that's feeling like that and just wants to pray to themselves, that's totally fine as well, however you want to do it. Great. Okay. Please be seated. that was so lovely so um maybe you've been listening to me chat about this and you're thinking oh that's all fine and well but actually i'm the person that needs some support right now maybe you're stretched financially you've got no time to spare running around empty and that's totally okay we're not looking for you to add another thing to your to your list right now just maybe come find me at the end or one of the team i think dan or ali will be at the front as well to pray or you can speak to one of the team privately for some prayer at the end um but don't worry is what i'm saying i want to pray for you um so on to the next slide yeah, so I think I've kind of touched on a lot of these things already, but whatever com compassion ministry we do as a church, I just think these three things are really important. There's definitely loads of things that we want to consider and that I've maybe missed, um, but when praying about this this week, these are the three things that came to mind. 
Um, so we want to have meaningful engagement with our community, not just a tick box, one sorry, tick box exercise, one time event. We want to really be present and continually be present. Like the guy in the video said, we want to be known as the place to come if you need help, love or support. So we also want to collaborate with other churches and organizations. If you look around, it's great how many people we've grown to, but we're still a small church. And so I think we've got to partner with other people and, and get their specialties because uh, we can't do it all as much as we might want to. So that's where we want to work together. And then finally, dignity and respect. And this is such a big one for me, to be honest. Um, to really love and, and treat someone well and help them, the first thing we've got to do is show them some dignity and respect and listen to them first. Um, not to offer help or advice unless you're asked first, and that's me talking to myself as well. But ultimately, just treating others how you would want to be treated. If you're going through a hard time, or someone's going through a hard time, sorry, put yourself in their shoes, how would they feel? Um, and th these are really obvious things, but I think when you're caught up in the moment of trying to help or someone's going through something difficult, you can kind of rush into it and, you're, and it's really important just take a step back, I think, and remind ourselves of these things. But if I'm already preaching to choir here, sorry, you might already know, but um, I just wanted to kind of highlight it. But with all this in mind, on to uh, what we're going to do next week. Hopefully this gears us up ready for our community day. Maybe we could come up with a more jazzy name, but I called it community day. <laughs> um, so since we're not having access to the church next week, it was a great idea that we could maybe have um, different sort of groups meeting around Stirling to do some different things. We had loads of great ideas last week from all the different groups. We unfortunately can't all do them in one day, but the good news is we're going to do this sort of thing over the course of the year at different points. So maybe try different things at different times. Um, so not to worry if your idea is not on the screen, basically. Um, so the first group is going to be a prayer walk headed up by Ali and Fee. They're going to meet maybe somewhere in town, um, maybe near the castle, and they're going to be praying over Stirling. Might split up into different groups. Maybe some group will go out and maybe do some prophetic prayer for people in the street. Other might be just doing praying over everyone. Um, and so Ali and Fee will be leading that. The second group will be a litter pick, um, which is a great one for kids, just tidying up our community. Um, so Becca and Steve will be leading that up. Um, and the kids right now in kids' church are making little sort of pebbles with encouraging verses or phrases on it. And so we thought it'd be a great um, time that they could also leave their pebbles out. I called it the angel trail. The kids will probably be like, that's a terrible name or think it's not that good. But that's what I called it. Um, so that will be group two. Um, and then the third group is blessing those in need. So I'm going to be leading that up, hopefully with the help of Joe. I don't think Joe's here today, yet, but I'll chat to her about that. Um, but basically, it'll be two main groups. Um, the first group will be providing sort of little gift bags for people in our community that we already know are in need. Um, so we'll prepare them ahead of the Sunday. But on the actual Sunday next week, we're also going to go into town, a bit scary, I know, and give out little gift bags with um, information about who we are, but also some treats and a £5 coffee gift card. Um, and I've done this once before, and I was super nervous about going out and doing it. And actually, it was such a rewarding time, and you, you had some great conversations. So if you're like me that normally sometimes gets a bit nervous about things like that, I promise you, it's really rewarding. So do consider signing up. There's going to be some sign-up sheets at the back, maybe next to the coffee where, where Hannah's standing, if you're uh, maybe on the We Welcome table down there. Um, and there'll also be an online sign-up. Um, so please do sign up either physically or online so that we can let you know where you're meeting, who the leaders are, all the chat about it. 
Um, but yeah, I think I'll stop talking to, for now because my voice is kind of going and my mouth's dry and I don't have water available to me like Dan does. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm just going to ask Dan to, to pray for us now and that's going to mark the end of our, our service. So thank you. Let's pray. Lord, our, our vision statement is encountering Jesus, encountering, encountering you, serving our city and taking God's presence as we go. Let's hold on to that in our hearts and our minds um, as, we, as we go out to serve our city next week. And, the, and thank you, Lord, that you've spoken to, to all of us today um, personally about, about how we can, we can do this, how we can live out our faith and have faith in action um, and show you to people just in, in different loving ways. I pray that, yeah, that would just stay on our hearts, Lord, um, and that you would just continue to speak to us and, and speak to us about specific things, Lord. Give us ideas. Give us ways that we can, we can help um, people and each other as well. And uh, I thank you, yeah, Lord, that we can, um, we're called to reflect who you are and you love us and you care for us. So let's do that with each other, Lord. Uh, and those we know, but also strangers, because um, you love them just as much as you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.